AI machine learning is fundamentally changing collaboration, and we see it inside of teams. Teams are very liquid. We need to keep up with the way our people like to work. It has truly made us more efficient. This is exactly what we've been waiting for. This is how we think the world of tomorrow will work. Welcome to Teams On Air, where we bring you the latest on modern collaboration and intelligent communications in Office 365. Welcome back to another episode of Teams on Air. I'm your host, Delonda Coleman, and today I have uh, uh, my <laughs> first guest on Teams on Air. This is actually your third appearance uh, here today, isn't it? My third appearance? Yes. What? We, the podcast studio, remember? Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, that's right. You dragged me in to, dragged me in to talk about this stuff at, uh, at Enterprise Connect. That's, that's right. right. That's right. But no one knows who I am, so, you know, oh, this is just all. They know who you are, trust me. <laughs> But for the 10 or 20 people out there who don't know who you are, please tell us what you do here at Microsoft and how long you've been here doing it. So my name is Jamie Stark. Um, I've been at Microsoft for uh, 11 or 12 years. And um, I started off in sales organization, um, to helping customers you know, figure out what they need to do with, uh, with different technologies. Um, pretty quickly found my way into marketing and then spent a good chunk of time looking after the voice workload for Skype for Business. And before that, it was called Link. And before that, it was called Office Communication Server. And before mm -hmm. that, uh, live yeah. communication server. I, I was I wasn't there during that that time. It was right right at the right at the delta between kind of live communication server and the first Office Communication Server. I got to I got to hop onto the to the crazy train. Um, and then about a year ago, um, came over to the engineering organization to start building stuff. Um, now I'm in the Microsoft Teams engineering organization and a part of the group that thinks about all the stuff for IT pros. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time with Teams um, kind of thinking about the end user experience yeah. and how, how it can help with productivity and how it can help with groups. And, and it's just, it, it, it really is transformational. Like yeah. there's just, there is so much that, that you can do with this product. And I happen to work with a, with a development organization that is located in Vancouver in Canada. Um, and so everything that we do, all of our specs, all of our work, all of our, um, all of our, you know, kind of questions about how to, how to think through stuff, our collaboration with the broader organization, all that happens through teams. But obviously we need to provide for admins the ability to, to kind of policy and to manage and to look after all that capability yeah. you know, because different companies are going to have different um, kind of business requirements for the way that these tools operate within their within their organization. And so that's the set of tools that that we're building are for IT pros to be able to come in and to kind of policy and administer and manage and, and do all the stuff that they need to do. So that way Teams works best for their org. So when you guys are writing your specs and designing this new experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are the problems that you and pain points that administrators have that you want to help solve? You know, probably the biggest thing that, you know, from from a team's perspective that, that we look after um, is that, to you know, in, in the past with teams, um, you would have the ability to make changes to the way the teams operates. But those changes are across the entire tenant or across the entire organization. Um, so. If you, for example, wanted to um, add uh, um, the ability to to let people do fun, you know, GIF messages in their mm -hmm. in their chats and stuff, you could turn that on, but it would be on for everybody, and that may not be appropriate for your business, right? Yeah. You may want to say, "Oh, hey, I want to have you know, some folks have one experience, and other folks have a different experience." That's one of the key things that we're that we're bringing into um, the new administration experience here with Microsoft Teams and Skype for Business Admin Center is to be able to allow. Um, 
be able to allow customers to um, to really tune that experience down to a per user level. So right. instead of having settings kind of always operate at the tenant, now it can say, hey, the lawyers in New York, they need to have a different set of experiences than the developers in Canada, for yeah. example. Perfect. And so this new modern experience uh, or update experience for administering Portal can be applicable down to a person yeah. or a group of people, totally. an organization, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, totally. So I, yeah, so I can say stuff like, hey, I want to have a policy that, that impacts everybody, and that's kind of a default or a global policy. And then I want to you know, extract you know, from that uh, group of users, and I'm going to treat them differently, and I'm going to have a different kind yeah. of experience for that, for that group. And so we're still very early on mm-hmm. in, the, in, in what we're doing with the, uh, with the new admin center, but we're really excited about it. And there's, and there's a ton of capability that, um, that we've already brought to bear. Um, and much more that's going to be that's going to be coming down the line. So, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what about so that's administering and setting policies on yep. the user basis? What about reporting? Does is the reporting isolated? Yeah. So so today um, there's a bunch of different tools that 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 are there for reports in, in Office 365. You can have reports in the Office 365 Admin Center. There's there's kind of specific call quality reports mm-hmm. that that we put out for both Skype for Business and Teams, um, and then. Specifically, if you wanted to look into a single call, there's a call analytics capability as well. So all of these disparate um, kind of reporting solutions exist in different places. We're working to bring all of those together within the um, within the new admin console. We're not there quite yet. We're, we're, we're you know reporting is one of the things we're going to be looking at next. Um, but the the end goal is that you know whether it's kind of manageability or administration or kind of monitoring your 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 tenant over time. We want to have all of those functions be available in a single place. The single pane of glass is yeah, the yeah. the kind of uh, the, the commentary that that's used around the industry. And that's and that's really what we want to we want to provide. Um, you know there's there's some sensitivity of course to make sure that like Things that that are kind of common across Office 365, those still exist in the Office 365 Admin Center. But anything that you need to do with respect to Teams or Skype for Business, we should be able to have that operational within the within the new Admin Center. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah. let's get into the show and tell portion um, of today. Oh, there's episode. a show and tell portion. Yes, really. Okay. Jamie has so um, graciously accepted my request to give us a demo of what the admin yeah. portal looks like, and so uh, take it away. Okay, so. Uh, this is this is when I kind of log into the new admin portal. This is what you're going to see. Um, I roll into a dashboard. Now the dashboard is um, is pretty slimmed down at this point, but the idea is over time we want to have lots of, of of data elements and we want to have lots of different um, types of reporting that are available within the dashboard. Um, but today I've got the ability to to kind of see some basic information about my organization. I can do um, a quick search across my tenant for users, and I've got some down here at the bottom, some links out to, to some great help articles and training for administrators about um, what happens with, uh, with Microsoft Teams. And so, for example, with the user search, um, if I really quickly want to, uh, um, want to do a substring search, you know, here I can, I can very quickly type in somebody's name and I can have them, uh, and I can have them come up. And I can bang onto their uh, their user account, and then I can instantly drop into uh, into their user account. And then, if I head back to that dashboard, you'll see that my recent search results are there. Or I can go and I can drop into the whole list of users that I have in the tenant. One of the things that we heard from uh, from customers is that, hey, I want to reduce friction in in having you know really common tasks. 
And so one of those common tasks may be, hey, I want to get into a user and I want to yeah. go and see what their configuration's about. And so this is one way that I can that I can really quickly um, go and do that. So if I uh, if I go and do a search for Molly. Again, Molly shows up, you know, super quick, and then I can I can bounce right into this is her um, detail page that kind of shows all the information that we have about her as a user. Yeah. So in, in the case of like maybe a very high profile person in the organization, <laughs> you can quickly <laughs> look them up, yeah, right. look at their policies, and uh, and make changes to that particular user right on the fly. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things that uh, one of the things I did when we. Uh, when we first started off here, as I kind of hid the navigation bar to kind of give a little bit more space to the main uh, to the main area, but I can go ahead and and blow out that navigation bar as well, and then you can kind of see all the different all the different functions that are available um, within the within the admin console right here. So this is our dashboard, and if I want to go click on users, you know, so this is the list of all the users that I have in the tenant. Now I clicked into users, and it just showed up instantly. Yeah. Like that's because it's cached. It's because you know I was clicking around here earlier, and so when when you're uh, you know often doing this for your own tenant, yeah, there'll be a little spinner, and you'll probably see the spinner in some other areas yeah. here as we're going and getting data from the back end, and then having that. Uh, uh, and then having that rendered up here, we also have a uh, have a great um, substring search up here too. Um, so if I just um, if I just type a couple characters, let's try Alex, then I can you know again you know very quickly go from all the users in my tenant down to the one that I'm that I'm interested in, or all then, the users that have the word name Alex in yeah, in their name. Right? Absolutely, so you can absolutely. Think, okay. Yeah. So let me see if I can if I can get one that that has. Uh, a substring search where I where I hit a couple people, and no, it looks like everybody has Cam in their in their title. That's funny. Um, let's try Bank Americans. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I I probably am not going to get lucky at, at guessing. But one of the other cool things that we do across this search is that we'll also do searches across phone numbers too. You know, so all the different data elements that you see on the screen, mm -hmm. like those are all available for us to be able to do searches on. In addition, um, if I just want to try to grab a cohort of users, and I've got the ability to take my entire user list and then filter it as well. And so the the filtering is actually pretty robust where I can where I can go and I can set up a bunch of different um, a bunch of different areas within a bunch of different data elements that we have yeah. within the within the data structure, and then have that being have that be filtered out to where I can just get the list of folks that I need. So, so I could go in and look for all the Smiths uh, in California. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. Or I could look for um, all of the all the users in New York who have a particular policy assigned to them. Awesome. Right? Yeah, totally. So it's a way to it, it's a way to be sensitive to the fact that um, we know that we've got um, customers that have. Tons of users in their tenant, and we want to be able to have a really quick way um, to get to the right users or to get to the right um, groups in the right cohorts. That's great. So this is a great segue to uh, policy management. Tell me, how do I create a policy? How do I apply them to a user or to a group of users? Yeah, totally. So I'm going to flip over to messaging policies. And so the first thing is that um, we're going to have policies that cover um, nearly every aspect of Teams, right? Mm -hmm. So generally, we think about it from a workloads perspective, where I think about kind of chat and messaging and meetings and voice. There are more policies than that, but those are kind of generally the big buckets that we think of them in. Yeah. The initial release of the new admin center is just focus on on the messaging policies today, um, and in the in the coming quarter, we're going to be rolling out. Uh, meetings and voice as well, to mm -hmm. where 
um, you'll be able to have the ability to, to create policy and assign those to users um, at a uh, at a per user basis. So um, let's bring up this uh, this exec messaging policy. And so you see, uh, this is one that's already um, been created in the system. I can give it a quick description, and then near all the different settings that are that are around the concept of messaging, right? So for example, here with our executives, um, we are saying that they're allowed to use jiffies in conversations, but right now their content rating <laughs> is set to is set to moderate, right? right? You know, so, so maybe the, those of you that aren't familiar, I'm old and so jiffies are, I'm probably, you know, pronouncing it wrong or, you know, but jiffies are, are, are jiff images that you can have in your chats, right. right? And they're and they're kind of funny, and they're fun for you know, kind of team feeling, like you know, <laughs> having inside jokes and like. For me, it's just adding personality yeah, to the right. conversations, totally. and so I, I think gifts express so much more than words can. That's right, yeah. and 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 because they can express the totality of the human experience, <laughs> we want to we want to be able to have some some ability to provide IT pros. Um, some some sense to be able to policy that. Um, so you can have that be very strict, meaning the content that that you're allowed to have in GIFs is safe for for all different types of audiences. So uh, rating G. Right. Yeah, okay. uh, that's a good way to okay. that's a good way to think about it. It's a little U.S. centric. I think that I think that uh, that the rest of the world has slightly different movie ratings. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is this is more appropriate for all audiences, right? All right. Um, moderate is you know probably getting a little racy, but I, I guess we're going to trust our execs here, and we're going to say that um, that our execs have no restrictions, and they they can use some. Um, some more interesting gifs and fully express what they're what they're looking to right. express okay, in great. gif form. <laughs> um, and so when you notice when I when I tickle that setting that the apply button came on, and so now I can hit apply. Now I'm going to go and make that setting in the back end, and you see, hey, success! This item's been successfully updated. So that way, when I go back into into exec, I can see, yep, all right, great. Jiffies are not restricted. That's great. So now every time we have a new executive come onto the leadership team as part of his user administration, we can assign him the executive uh, chatting pol- chat let's policy. Let's do that. Yeah. So let's go on here and let's set their team's messaging policy onto exec. We hit apply. And so now this user that I, that I clicked into, now, now their policy is assigned uh, successfully. So this director of product marketing, now they get to jiffy with the execs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Great. So there's, there's, there's lots of information that's here on the, on the user detail card. Um, I can just directly drop into a phone call, an email, or send a chat you know, directly from the links up here. Um, I see the user's assigned phone number. I see their email address. This directory status, user created online, all that means is if the user's um, if the user's object in Office 365 was born in the cloud, was initially created in Office 365, or that user was originally created in an on-premises active directory and then synced up to Office 365. Mm-hmm. This particular user happens to have their, their conference bridge information set up, and so we can go and we can configure the way that their conference bridge um, stuff happens. Okay, and so you can see here, I've got the uh, I've got the user. They're currently set up in Anchorage, and if I wanted to, I could go and I could change them to any of the other phone numbers that are that are set up um, within the conference bridge. And then and then similarly, um, you know, there's 
there's the ability within conferences to dial out to external parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I don't want to allow those dial outs or I want to allow those just for domestic versus domestic international calls. Right. So then those policies not only allow you to say what they can do, but it can also help you control your costs for yeah, particular users. So absolutely. this is fantastic. So I love the fact that we can do this. What are some other the what are some of the other capabilities that we can do? So we talked about um, some of the conference bridge capabilities. So I'm going to go and jump into that. Um, so one of the things that's important to, to remember is that this is the admin center for both Skype for Business and for Microsoft Teams. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shared fundamental infrastructure between mm-hmm. these two products and dial-in conferencing is one of those. And so, I know audio conferencing is near and dear to your heart. Yes. And so, <laughs> here is where we have all of the different um, numbers that are that are set up for dial-in conferencing. Um, and then I can go and configure the settings um, for the bridges for the bridges broadly, meaning I'm setting the pin and whether or not um, when somebody exits, whether we're speaking the name of the person who's entering or exiting or just providing a tone. So that's a setting that that exists across all the different dial-in bridges. But I can also go and let me find a dedicated bridge here. I can also, because this bridge is dedicated, I can change around the language information for, for the bridge. So essentially what this means is when somebody goes and calls into the bridge, initially they'll be, um, they'll be greeted in English, but we can also set up some, um, some alternate languages as well for folks that, that dial in here. So let's see, let's do, uh, let's go down to the bottom of the list here. Let's do um, Arabic, Chinese, and Turkish. And so that way, when somebody dials into this bridge, initially they'll be greeted in English, but these alternate languages will also be available um, for use with that bridge as well. And, you know, one of the, one of the kind of cool things about, um, about this model with the admin center is that there's a lot of um, kind of consistent controls and, and shared experiences across the admin center. So anytime you see a table, you have the ability to customize what that table has in it. So if I'm not interested in seeing that language information um, in this table, then I can turn that off. That language information goes away, and then we remember that customization the next time you come into the portal. Right. So that way, if I've customized you know, my view of these tables, or I've customized my dashboard, or I've customized other aspects within the, within the admin center, those customizations are remembered and reflected when you, when you log back in later. Nice. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's see what else we got here. Um, Org-wide settings, um, these all talk about um, different capabilities for, um, for folks that, um, that exist across, the, across the, the whole tenant, right? And so we've been talking a lot about the cases where you've got, um, where you, where you've got uh, policy configured and that policy applies either at a global level or at a per user level. There's also a set of settings that are always going to apply at a global level. Guest is a great example. Mm-hmm. All the guests we're going to treat equivalently when they come into our organization. And you'll notice here that the messaging um, settings for guests are very similar to the messaging settings in the messaging policy. They're, they're parallel, but this is, again, appropriate for our guests. And so similarly, let's make sure that our guests don't get themselves in trouble, and then let's make sure that their jiffies yeah. are strictly controlled and right. go and have that uh, and have that updated. Awesome. So not only, so I'm just kind of walking through, so we can do this for the entire organization. Yep. So we can set a policy. Now we can set 
for a user. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> or we can now even set it up for our guests where now we can control, can they edit, can they delete, can they... Um, can they use jiffies? Can, can they, they use, use jiffies? Okay, right. And yeah, absolutely. Um, That's really good to know because you want to be able to have um, fine level control over who's doing what in your organization, especially if you have folks that are coming in and being a part of teams. And, you know, we want to give them some rules. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> some so, guardrails. Totally. This set of capability exists today in the Office 365 Admin Center. And, and this is one of the things that we're porting from the Office 365 Admin Center over into the new Skype for Business and Microsoft Teams Admin Center. Um, and so one of the things to be aware of is that the, the new admin portal is going to consistently have new stuff being added to it. I know we've been talking about this for a long time. I had an Ignite session that was now six months ago. It's just crazy. <laughs> we were talking about the, you know, what we're doing with the new admin portal. Um, but, uh, but now that we have it up and running, um, now we're going to be just consistently adding more and more capabilities and features into it over time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what about the old portal? Yes. Does it still exist? Totally. Old portal's still around. And so that's here. Um, you have these, these links down at the bottom here to the call quality dashboard tool, to the call analytics portal, and to the legacy Skype for Business um, admin center. So... So essentially, our goal is to, is to move the functions from each of these portals into the new admin center. Um, the first one that'll hit will be call analytics. And so call analytics, instead of having it as a separate tool that you have to go to, it's actually going to be integrated directly within this experience. And so that way, when I go and I, and I, want, to, I want to check out the user's information, we can actually... Um, incorporate the user's quality information directly into their user detail page. Right. right. So when when I go to look at a user, not only am I going to be able to look at their configuration and their policies, but I'm also going to be able to look at, hey, what were the last calls that they made? And what right. was their aggregate call quality over a period of time? Um, and so, you know, again, the goal is I, I shouldn't as an admin have to have to kind of jump around to all these, you know, random tools. They're all great. They're all very useful tools, but we want to have them thoughtfully integrated into a single experience. It's kind of similar to how Teams is. Right. right. Oh, <laughs> totally. No, it's so, absolutely right. Like Teams is this kind of amazing front end Office 365 where I've got all of these fantastic Office 365 services kind of presented to me in a way that is that is that has greatest utility for right. the purposes of doing teamwork and, and doing collaboration. Similarly, for the purposes of management and the IT experience, we want to have all of those all those functions present in the new admin portal too. Perfect. So uh, I'd love to transition into looking ahead, and yes. uh, you talked a That's little a very bit about. <laughs> So paint the picture for me in terms of what the admin experience or what we hope uh, the types of experiences that we hope our admins can have. Yeah, definitely. So um, so the first thing to be aware of is that we've got our, our, our roadmap for Skype for Business and Teams. Mm -hmm. um, that is the roadmap that we're following. So as, as new um, capabilities are lighting up within Teams, we're going to be lighting up those experiences within, um, within the admin center as well. Um, in the next uh, in, the, in the next little bit, like I said, we're going to be bringing a lot of policies um, into the into the experience, and so we're going to be uh, migrating over the settings for messaging. I'm sorry, the the settings for meetings and the settings for voice. Um, but kind of looking down the line, obviously within the existing Skype admin center, you've got lots of capabilities around phone numbers. Mm -hmm. You've got lots of capabilities around setting up auto attendance and call queues. All of those functions we're going to be building into into the new admin center. And so um, essentially there's 
um, there's kind of reciprocal access to the back end between the two different tools. Um, so, for example, with respect to the um, Conference Bridge capability, yep. Conference Bridge today has um, has a has a set of has a set of functions that work against both Skype for Business and Microsoft Teams. When we bring over the phone number management and the call queue capability, that same sort of model will 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 occur where I'll be able to manage um, across both tools. And then eventually when we have everything built out in the admin center, um, you'll see that these that these links will fall away because we'll have all of these all these capabilities built It'll out. Be more naturally integrated yeah, right. to the experience. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Nice. So it's so there's still a ton of work to do, and that's you know exciting for me being in engineering, and knowing like oh yeah, there's there's a lot of cool things we get to build out here. Um, first, just to have all of the admin experiences um, kind of be present within this uh, within the tool, and then to think about new admin experiences that we want to bring to the table as well. So for example, managing teams and channels. Um, today, if you manage teams and channels, you're doing that. Largely within the auspices of the team's client. So if I want to know how many people are subscribed to a particular channel or if I want to know about what, who's, who's a member of a team, all that's within the team's client. Um, what we're doing is we're setting up an infrastructure that provides a way for admins to look across all of the teams right. that are within a tenant. Um, and then once we do that, then we'll be able to bring those experiences into this tool. Um, and so then I, as an admin, won't have to be a member of a team in order to manage it. I will be able to manage all the teams that I've got. Yeah, because sometimes as an owner of a team, I have trouble and I might need some help. And so it's great to yeah, know that right. the admin can help me totally. in my particular team without totally. necessarily having to be a part of my team to and then, do that. And then longer term, you know, we think that there's a whole bunch of of kind of key indicators around how a team can be successful. And there's a whole bunch of data and, and kind of insights that we can get around, oh, this, this team has, a, um, has, has kind of a great experience and it's, and it's working really well. Um, and we can compare that with a team that, that may not be working quite as well. And we can think about, well, what are the aspects of that well-functioning team that we can then apply to a team that hasn't quite caught on as effectively mm-hmm. yet? Um, and so there's there's a bunch of those types of insights and a bunch of those types of um, of kind of best practices that we can inculcate within the portal um, and actually give to, to IT pros so that way they can help be kind of agents of change and help the and help the deployment you know not just not just kind of operate well but actually fulfill the needs of right. the business in, in the right way. Perfect. Yeah, no, this is this is fun stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's a ton here that we can do, right? Yeah. Well, the future is certainly exciting, but um, I have a couple questions for you. But before we ask those questions, dun, let's, dun, dun. <laughs> let's take a quick break to go and see a Teams tip. Hi, I'm Ann Michaels, and welcome to Teams Tips. In this segment, I will give you quick and easy tips for how to use Microsoft Teams more effectively. Today, I will show you how you can use the chat functionality in the most effective way in Microsoft Teams. I am here in my digital assets web channel. And as you all know, chatting in Teams is really easy. All you have to do is simply type a sentence or conversation here in the compose box. But sometimes there are messages where you want to make sure to draw more attention to them. In that case, you can use the rich text formatting options that we have in Teams. With that, you can add subject for your messages, for example, or you can bold a part of your message, or you can also go ahead and hyperlink a part of your message. 
What I also always recommend when you really have an important message, well, then use the functionality that we have here and mark that message as important because that will add this little red bank to that message and make it easier for other people to see that message. What I personally also like to do is that I like to include stickers in my messages. That helps me on the one hand to add a little bit of a personal touch to my messages and with stickers you can also caption them so you can add an additional message to that conversation as well. Another functionality that we have recently added is that you can now also reference items from an app directly in your chat conversations. So we have these little three dots here at the bottom and when you click on them, then you can see all the apps that you have made available for that functionality. And for example, there is a news article that I have been talking with my team about. And now I can go in here, click on news, directly search for that news article and with just one simple click, I can then include a reference, a hyperlink to that news article into my conversation so that my team can easily go to that news article. That's it for today. For more Teams Tips, follow us on Twitter, hashtag Teams Tips. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that Teams Tip. Teams Tip. <laughs> teams Tip. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, before we go, I have a couple of questions for you. Now, you alluded that the Skype for Business portal will eventually go away, but when will that happen? I want to give some assurance to our existing Skype for Business online customers. Yeah, no. So the goal here isn't isn't to have this go away before the capability is 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 up and running in the new admin center. Like that's that's the first thing. Um, I I look at at all the all the things that we do today in the Skype for Business Admin Center, that's like that's the baseline set of capabilities that that we need to support. Obviously, we're we're taking the opportunity with every single one of the functions, whether it's um, porting phone numbers or managing them or call queues or whatever whatever we're talking about um, within the existing admin center. We're really being thoughtful around: Is this the right design? Is this the right flow? Is this the right set of um, set of steps that we want to take an admin through and then doing a ton of user research to help validate those decisions and then bringing those functions into the new admin center. So only when that process is done are we are we going to shut down the existing Skype for Business admin center in, in Office 365. So it, it, it's going to be a little while. I'm maybe, you know, probably by the end of the year. Um, I expect to have some news that ignites. That just seems like a reasonable time to go and talk about, you know, what our, what our kind of future plans are here. But the most important thing is that we're not we're not going to take capabilities that admins have access to today and 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 leave them without anything else. Like we're going to be not only bringing over what they have today, but we're really working thoughtfully to make this much much better. Perfect. Well, with your energy and passion, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> well, and, and I hope too with everyone that's watching, you have an opportunity to go and check out the new admin center. Um, I happen to hang out sporadically on Twitter, so don't hesitate to um, to provide feedback. Feedback, whether within our own corporate feedback mechanisms, whether it's over Twitter or whatever the case may be, um, I am more than happy to, to hear that. And, you know, just 
feel a lot of passion for the folks that through a day in day out basis are responsible for managing maybe their own Office 365 implementation, maybe implementations of their customers, if they're partners. Yeah. Um, have gotten a lot of feedback over the years on how we can make this better. And and yeah, no, this is our thing. So of course we want to make it awesome. We want everyone to be excited about it. So. Cool. Now, uh, don't forget, you can also submit a question uh, in the Q&A manager down below. Uh, both Jamie and I are answering the questions. It's right, so. right there. It's right there. <laughs> Cool. And we also have some other experts in the background answering the questions. Um, the last question that I want to ask you about is Skype for Business Server. Oh, of course. And, um, so, the, <laughs> you know, we're showing this great admin center portal. That's right. Portal. Will it work with Skype for Business on premises? So the short answer is that no. So you're gonna you're gonna still have a, a Skype for Business Server administration mm-hmm. experience and an Office 365 administration experience. That being said, we've started with the with the new release of the server that's coming out at the end of the year. We've started to, to, to bridge that divide in a lot of ways. Um, the first one that we thought was going to have a bunch of value for folks is taking the kind of core um, quality data and, and, and call information, and instead of having that stored on-premises, having that being stored up in the, into the cloud. So you have an opportunity to essentially pipe all of that kind of reporting data up into Office 365. For hybrid customers, this makes a ton of sense, right? So now I can do my reporting, I can do my call analytics, I can do everything essentially across the domain of both server and service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's kind of a first step there. Um, and remains to be seen if we're going to take successive steps to say to actually have an admin experience where I'm where I'm kind of managing policy and I'm and I'm doing things within the the new admin center that that then impacts the server that impacts an on-premises deployment. Um, so happy to take feedback on that if that's a direction that folks are interested in in having us going. But we've already taken those we're already taking those first initial steps. And so um, with the new server, you will be able to have um, you know the call quality dashboard looking across both. Um, stuff that's happening online and stuff that's happening on premises in a single view. Um, so you can kind of look at that as you know we're moving stepwise into into that kind of consolidated management across server and service. Um, haven't quite haven't quite made the call if that's if, how far we're going to go in that direction. Okay, well yeah. we're looking forward to learning more. In the meantime, yeah. uh, are there any documentations or links that you want to share? How can our customers learn more about this new admin? There product? is. There's probably at some point with all the magic that's happened in this new recording stuff <laughs> that Delanda set up and involved the podcast from or the the video cast from. There's probably magic like links that have already <laughs> appeared below my face. So click on that and then you'll go off and you'll read some of the cool documentation. That yeah. Got, that so for those of here. you listening on our <laughs> podcast, you can go to aka.ms slash uh, Teams Admin Docs. Teams Admin Docs. Yes. That's very clear. See, marketing. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, this wraps up another week of Teams On Air. Thank Am you, Am I going to get a chance to come back? Always. Really? We have no open, way. We have an open mic policy here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just got to have some new stuff to show. Sweet. Thank you so much for having me come on here. This has been it's been a blast. It's amazing to see what you've done with the video cast, and uh, it's so cool. So thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. See you in two weeks. Be well.